0: Eternals was not a great film but the Deviants were really fun to do. I got to do some like weird gentle caressing of a rice cake. I
1: would have never guessed that the sound of the Deviants and Eternals was a caressing a rice cake. <laughs> this time on the pod we're talking with Ronnie Brown an Emmy-winning Foley artist about her experiences working in the film industry.
2: She's worked on some incredible projects including The Book of Boba Fett, Iron Man, The Mandalorian, Rogue One, the Sims 4 and more. Jazz, this has some incredible insights into the industry
1: and working on these projects from big to small. As always, our are time codes down in the description if you would like to jump around. Welcome back to Whatever We Want, where we talk about all media, movies, TV shows, video games, and beyond to give you the most interesting behind the scenes insights, filmmaking techniques, all that jazz and more.
2: We interview entertainment industry professionals to hear their stories and inspire the next generation of creatives. And without further ado, let's jump into the show. Bonnie, thank you so much for joining
1: us here on the podcast. It's seriously awesome for you to be here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, how are you doing today?
0: Pretty good. I had a whole week off of work, so I got to recharge a little Ooh,
1: bit. That is great. That's nice. Yeah, so <laughs> like we said in the intro, um, you're like a fully artist, fully kind of expert, especially compared to us. So I just wanted to ask, just off the bat, if you could give us just a general overview of what fully is and then what like a fully artist does.
0: Sure. Uh, Foley is actually named after Jack Foley, who was one of the first people to really kind of make customized sound effects for film and radio. Many times when a film is done on set, there's a lot of noise from cameras, from lights, from background people, from airplanes flying overhead. So we'll have to replace some of the dialogue and we lose some of the sounds that kind of come along with it. So they need to be replaced. The people that are cutting sound effects from a library are usually their sound effects editors and they do very large things like explosions and car doors shutting and a gunshot, you know, some more of the kind of designy things for big creatures and vocals and stuff like that. Whereas I kind of do a little bit of the detail work and the stuff that kind of glues everything together that kind of really helps marry everything into one cohesive soundtrack um, so I'm just kind of the supporting role, if you will, to the dialogue, the music, the sound effects, all of those types of things. So we will perform the actual sound effects in sync to picture. So I have lots of shoes and I have lots of surfaces to match everything that I see on the screen.
1: That's cool. It's really fascinating. I remember I watched a uh... When I first started getting into, like, the film industry, like, years ago, I watched this documentary on the Foley in episode three of Star Wars and how they did it. And it's just, it's just, like, so cool just seeing you guys work, really. And and it's so important. Like, if you do your job right, which, like, you you do, but, like, you people don't often notice, like, your work.
0: That's how I know I'm successful. I feel successful when yeah. people don't actually notice and they say that wasn't just recorded on set. That's when I right. feel successful.
1: Is that tough to like kind of come to terms with? Like, do you want your work to like kind of be noticed or?
0: It's a fine line. So I also know that because I'm a supporting character, you know, kind of for all these other sounds and everything that there's there's only so much kind of what I like to call sonic real estate, that there's only so much that we can actually take in. So if the, we're always going to want to hear the dialogue and the music in the forefront, that's kind of the emotionally driven part of the story. But if we can kind of support some of the storyline, whether it's to bring out some comedic effect or to really elicit like a really heartbreaking moment, those types of things are really where I like to shine. And I've learned over the years that like, sometimes it's desired, sometimes it isn't. So sometimes you will hear those things and sometimes you don't. So sometimes I get really excited when I do hear something and I say, Ooh, that turned out so good. And it really helped the story and everything. And then other times I'm, I don't even pay attention. And both of those are, are fine.
1: Gotcha. That's really interesting. Yeah. It does sound like a, like a fine line really. Now that we kind of like defined what fully is and what your job is as like a fully artist, can we kind of take a step back and just talk about your personal story of like how you got started in this? Like, was this the plan like from the beginning or something?
0: So I went to school many, many, many years ago um, to college to learn um, music recording, audio production for music recording. And I really enjoyed it, but there were two things that I didn't enjoy. The first part was that there were really no jobs doing it because most of the studios were closing at the time and also how little change it was, the change meaning you know, once you set up that band and you start recording, you're pretty much just like pressing a button and listening to the producer tell you what to do all day long. And it just is not, it doesn't appeal to me. I like change. I like different stuff. So I started getting more into sound design. And I also learned that because I do enjoy the actual recording process so much that it narrowed it down quite a bit to either field recording or Foley. And field recording, while it used to be a job in and of itself, is now primarily done by effects editors or sound designers. And that at the time when I was graduating felt too overwhelming and slightly too ambitious, like and technical for me, which is when I started gravitating more towards Foley. And once I found that I had a knack for it and that I had an idea about it, like that I knew how it was kind of working and that I liked it, I just kind of kept going and tried learning as much as I could.
1: Gotcha. That's
2: sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I nice just know that like, you got into your groove and you like, like,
0: it took, it took a while for you
2: to get that. Yeah. yeah.
0: It took a while. It took a lot of just feeling a lot of anxious kind of not knowing <laughs> what to do with my life. Um, <laughs> so, you know, even, you know, recording music, it's like, I, I have immense respect for people who do it because it's hard. And there's not a lot of people that are doing it and doing it well. And it's just really hard to get into. I mean, Foley is really hard to get into also, but it's also kind of one of those things that like kind of anybody can do it. It just to to do it and make it your job is is the challenge.
2: Yeah. I, I, I can relate to that because like I, my backgrounds in animations, anybody can really animate, right? Because it's just layering your drawings. It's, it's just about doing it right and spending the time to kind of like hone in on those skills. Like of, set yourself apart. Sure you can actually, yeah, in a way.
0: Yeah, I think that um in the course of my career, something that I learned was that, while historically, there are a lot of rules. um, Like when you learn to do a job, there's a lot of rules. And I'm just consistently like I'm anti rule. And I'm I'm kind of always trying to find ways around them. So, you know, early on in my career was like, oh, this is how this is done. This is how this is done. Oh, you want to do snow, this is how you do it. Or you want to do these, you know, this is how you do it. And consistently over the course of my career, I have kind of found that like none of that is true. Um, And that I'm consistently doing things, not necessarily the opposite, but just my own way. And I'm the foliarist who has a bunch of jewelry and has nails and has, you know, wears jeans instead of like pajamas. I just do these things, you know, because I don't feel like it's super precious, that there's this need for it to be done a very particular way. And also that, expanded my thinking on how I think about things. So when I stopped thinking, oh, I need to do this because of this, or this is the way that I learned, or this is the way I was told to do it. Once I broke free from that, it was a pretty big game changer. And I started to expand my creative process a lot more. I became wildly, infinitely more successful in my creativity and clients were really excited about the stuff that I was doing and are now even asking me to, you know, collaborate with them more on sound design stuff because of the way that oh, wow. I, I'm thinking about things, the way that I'm experimenting, my suggestions, all of those things.
1: Yeah. That is That's really sweet. Awesome. Like, yeah. was there like an initial, like, I feel like now that you've kind of like proved that that way of thinking is like works and like pays off, but was there like an initial kind of Backlash, like people kind of pushing against you when you started like experimenting. And how how is that
0: like?
2: <laughs> That seems like a yes.
0: <laughs> so I'm considered relatively young and new in the world of Foley. There's a lot of people who've been kind of doing this for 30, 40 years. You know, my I worked with a woman, she was amazing. She did the Foley for like the original Conan. You know, she's amazing. Wow. And there was someone that I was given the opportunity to work with who was for all intents and purposes is like the number one everybody knows who they are you know celebrity foley artist and i was really excited i was like, wow this is going to be a game changer for me i'm going to learn everyone build it to me like this is going to be amazing you're going to learn so much and i did two movies with that person and the entire time on the first one i just kept looking around being like this this is the magic this is the, what what is so Not special about it yeah, yeah. And so it was really wild. It was a total like mind kind of changer this, you know, and, and again, like I don't fault people for how they do things. That's their process and their stuff. But aesthetically also, if I don't match who I'm working with, it's very difficult for us to kind of collaborate and work together because, and that's why I don't chase certain clients either is because their aesthetic might not match mine. And like, I try to be very chameleon and like, you know, kind of adapt to whomever I'm working for. But if if what they're looking for is completely just outside of what I think sounds appropriate or right or what I do or my my process, then it's just not. It's just like fighting an uphill battle. Nobody wants yeah. to be a part
1: of it.
2: That's really interesting. I feel I, Again, I can relate to that because like when it comes to like 3D modeling and stuff, there's so many different like techniques you can apply to that. I mean, I mean, we've seen it develop over the past years with films and stuff like that for like realistic CG versus like. Uh, like Spider-Verse stuff, where you get like super like crazy stylized stuff. Totally different styles. Uh, and sometimes you want to get artists that are more proficient, say, in like a certain way of doing it. So that, that makes a lot of sense, actually.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I got a little pigeonholed, you know, now at this point, not even so much pigeonholed, like that's all I can do. But one of the things I became really good and well-known at are the big action movies, like Star Wars and Marvel and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it feels great, you know, to be to have that kind of support from my clients that they like what I do and that it works and that everything's fine. And, you know, they like all that stuff, but I do miss doing some of my like indie films and some of the stuff that's a little more natural and, and, and bespoke, if you will, like, you know, so it's, yeah. I, mean, I can do it all. It's just very funny that I, you know, typically am now getting hired for a lot of these kind of larger films.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. What what are like some of the differences between working on like the larger like Marvel Star Wars films versus like on indie, more low budget projects with less resources well, maybe?
0: Well, you know, everybody whether they have money or not kind of acts like they don't have money. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you also have to remember that those smaller movies actually rely a lot heavier on Foley than like the action ones do. The action ones typically rely a lot on dialogue on music on the visual effects those are kind of the bread and butter uh, of what they do um, so really the stuff that I'm doing is mostly for foreign releases uh, mostly for as again like really I mean if they, they play 10% of what I'm doing you know they're starting to do more just because I am providing them with stuff that can actually um, live with their their big effects so right, yeah. it, they weren't getting that for quite some time so it was a lot harder for them. So for the indie stuff, it's a more intensive. I have to cover a lot more. I have to be really much more detailed about things because of the nature of what they need and what's going to be playing. But if there's like a big giant creature roaring right there, I'm not really going to worry about the guy who's like sipping his coffee in the corner. So, (laughs) you know, but if there's like a whole cafe cafe scene and nothing's happening, these people are talking and there's a guy right there who's drinking his coffee. I'm, I'm going to do that.
1: Gotcha. That's interesting. Before we move on to, like, more of, like, the projects you've worked on, I want to just talk about, like, again, like, you, like, kind of learning this craft. First off, how was it, like, how do you tell your parents, like, this This is going to be your job? Like, I'm going <laughs> yeah, to record myself making noises all day, and that's my profession. Like, how does that, how do they take that, your family? I don't know.
0: <laughs> well... I'm going to say that probably based on my history of being kind of a troublemaker, they were just happy that I was getting a career to begin with. Yeah. Um, So there's that. I think that they were, but my parents knew what I went to school for in audio engineering. They didn't exactly know what I was doing with it. They knew that I was working in film and they knew that I was doing something related to sound stuff, but, I don't think they really kind of got it for years, you know, that I said I was doing this. I mean, it was difficult because I had a a lot of sacrifices early in my career, time with my friends, time with my family. I, I made my career, my priority. And I, you know, I had a really hard time trying to explain to people like, this is what I need to do in order to make it happen. And so they, they were already kind of skeptical on that, but they, understood you know okay trying to make it and now i have something to show for it if i didn't they probably would say
1: yeah
0: (laughs) i don't know about this career you've chosen um i think you know it's really easy for people to say yeah you're successful because you have been nominated or won awards but i i feel i'd been successful tar before that like i am now i'm doing this as my career so that feels successful in and of itself yeah It was, I mean, it still is. It's very funny to try and um, describe my job. I I actually don't talk about it all that much because it can get overwhelming, the response. Sometimes the response is almost never do I just get like, that's cool. It's usually very involved and everyone wants to talk and it's great. I love talking about it, but it can also take over what you know, like, so I become invisible and it's all about my job. So right. it can kind of, um, it's a double-edged sword. It's like, it's very cool. I mean, I love my job, but there's also politics involved and there's budgets and this and that, you know, all yeah. all kinds of stuff that can make it not so fun.
1: Yeah, gotcha. Okay. After you've like kind of decided like you're going to be in the industry, how did you, can you walk me through your journey of how you sure. ended up working at Skywalker Sound like through now really? So
0: When I graduated, I think I had two internships and three jobs. Wow. (laughs) That's what I mean by like sacrifices. So like I used to go and give talks at colleges and I'd tell people like, this is what I, this was my, you know, I'm not saying that this is what you have to do, but this is the kind of sacrifices and the kind of dedication that people really want to see. Like I've had people who tell me they want to shadow and then they just sit on their phones the whole time because it can be really boring. Um, Mm -hmm. So I do look for some dedication for some interest but you know that kind of thing when I started that's exactly what I did as I found who was doing Foley in the Bay Area because I said there's no way I'm going to get in Skywalker and that's kind of the only one Fantasy Studios was closing down but their Foley artist was doing work at one of the places that I interned at so I professionally stalked her and I, mm-hmm. you know, respectfully, That's a good way of putting it. you know, I respectfully <laughs> asked if I could shadow and I did and she welcomed me and I, I asked questions kind of in an appropriate time and, and manner. And I met someone who was mixing and, and was the supervisor for this show, this movie she was doing. And since he learned that I was interested in learning to do Foley, he hired me um, to work on some like super low budget horror movies um, out of his house and he had built a studio and he happened to have, um, his father-in-law was like a big sound designer. His name was Richard Beggs and he was the sound designer on Apocalypse Now and for a lot of the Coppola oh, movies wow. and Children of Men. So he's, he's really, really amazing. And so I got to do some of the films for him. And so I started doing more a few of the Coppola movies and a couple of other like kind of indie movies that Skywalker kind of cast off or couldn't afford, you know, they didn't have the budget. So I did them. So it was great. I got some money, not much, mostly just my gas paid for my lunch, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. But I got a lot of experience. And I was able to to kind of get a lot more experience doing bowling. Um they had asked Skywalker had asked, um, my mentor if she wanted to do a night shift there. Cause they had some film overlap and she said, no. So they asked me and I think I'd only been doing Foley for like a year and a half, maybe. Wow. <laughs> maybe. And like, and I'd also worked with Randy Tom's uh, now ex-wife so I did like some projects with her so like the Bay Area is relatively small when it comes to this stuff so you know my name got around that I was like starting to do Foley so I went up there and I did an audition and I failed miserably like wow, painfully and it was on this really terrible movie it's like low budget horror movie something and I was just super, super nervous and there were three big shot Foley artists that were there like you know all working there and whatever and I was just like ah so the manager at the time he called me the next day and he's like how do you think it went i'm like pretty bad and he's like yeah <laughs> I was like do you want to try again like just come back again like whatever just no pressure you know i was like fine so i went in there thinking they're not going to hire me and i did fine so that's, you know yeah. it's like this is the lesson It's like you gotta chill that's and, a great and, lesson and, right yeah yeah, um, yeah that's great i still was ahead. not ready like at all uh-huh. so i went and i started working night shift um on horton here's a who and oh wow on Like animation is no joke. Like it is yeah. fast and furious and like, it is, it's a lot of work. And so we had that. And then I also did like half of Iron Man or something and like one Just other Japanese casually. movie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but I was beyond on like not ready to work on yeah. those things. I, I, I was able to do some stuff fine, but not nearly what is needed, expected, you know, the quality and and that kind of thing. So, for political kind of reasons, I did not get hired again. There was some discussion among the other foley artists and whatever, and they just decided that I didn't have enough experience to work there. So I didn't, and so I went and did freelance again for another year or something. I actually pursued. I went back to school just to learn other skills because I was like, well, if Skywalker's not hiring me, I'm not going to do foley, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I got called again from Richard Beggs and his son-in-law to like do some more Coppola stuff. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll do this. No harm, no foul. And I started doing more and more. And then I got called again by Skywalker saying there was someone else there who's also new. So do you want to do Foley with him? Like night shifts? I said, okay, fine. And so I did that for a number of years and we did, all kinds of stuff, you know, mostly like supporting the day shift crew, like finishing up a movie here and there, or, you know, taking some of the lower budget, like Clone Wars episodes, some things like that. Um, But it was great. I mean, it kind of, it was still sporadic where I was still struggling to try and like really make money doing it other than like, it ended up being like really just part-time work when you put it all together. Right. But then all kinds of, they built another stage and there was the big shot Foley artist that they gave me the opportunity for. I was newly pregnant at the time and I knew that I was not going to be able to handle that ego and that whole everything. Yeah. So I chose to work at a really with the really small, small, small crew in the teeny tiny ADR room. And when that kind of finished when I when we split ways, then I went to the big stage. And I've been there kind of ever since. So there's a lot of competition and a lot of, you know, egos and all kinds of stuff that you have to navigate really specifically. And, you know, my ex husband, who was my audio production lab instructor, he said to me, give me a really good piece of advice. And he's like, because I said, what, what am I getting into this again? Why am I going back to Skywalker? They fucking fired me, you know? whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and like, he said, you know what? Ignore all that. He's like, just do good work and keep your nose clean. And I was like, all right. And that's exactly like, I tried as best as I could to do that while also still hustling. Cause like, if you're not going to hustle, you're not going to get work and hustling. means like, I am chatting with all the clients and I'm going to lunches and I'm doing that, you know, and I'm doing everything I can to let them know I'm there. I'm interested. Mm -hmm. I want to do more, but it really took years. And then like, I think what year was that movie? the mummy with Tom Cruise, 2017. Yeah. Yeah. I I can't remember.
1: I don't know why I know that, but I, that
0: that movie was the first movie that I, I finally like fully, no question. I was like, wow, I'm good at this. And it took that long. I mean, that's 10 years of my career that I was doing fully that I finally in 2017, I was like, okay, um, wow. I'm, I'm pretty good at this. Like it yeah. is solid. So ever since then, you know, I just try to keep expanding and keep like kind of pushing myself and pushing like weird stuff. Like the things that I think about the things, you know, trying to get clients, something new, fresh, exciting, that kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, I, I can't imagine like doing the same thing now. I think now there aren't, you know, it's harder to do this. I think now the way that I see most people being successful is actually like kind of politely stalking people on Twitter or on forums. Yeah. You know, all the forums and stuff, people tend to do that. They don't go into studios anymore. So
1: I know I just, I just moved actually to LA like a month ago and have been doing that polite stalking and like reaching out to people. So like, I completely know, I also just want to take a step back and for our audience listening, like seriously go list, like rewind that, answer that you just gave there were like a million nuggets of wisdom in there like yeah so seriously that was great thank you bam hello it's future jake here sorry to interrupt but if you're enjoying this episode please let us know by dropping a comment on youtube or review over on apple podcasts and let us know what you like think of this shift we're starting to interview more industry professionals we have like a lot lined up which we're super excited for but yeah it's like different than what we were doing originally like just talking about movies like let us know what you think about it if there's any suggestions you might have i don't know yeah we just want to make sure you're on board with this too let us know also what film industry job and profession you want us to interview next all right back to the tank I, I kind of now want to jump more into like kind of deep dive into like the specifics of like your day to day and like what what you're doing like on the, the the stage. I mean, you've worked like you mentioned already like on some like amazing things like from Iron Man to like Book of Boba Fett. Like you worked on an episode and like Mandalorian and just all sorts of things. So like like when you like come into work like on a Tuesday, like what can your day like look like? I guess I don't know. If it, will, it will. It <laughs> will always.
0: It will always be. I don't want to say we will always be different, but it really depends on the project, where we're at in the project, because let's say I'm starting on a like fresh brand new project. We're yeah. going to watch it. We're going to watch it. We're going to not necessarily the entire thing, but we're going to watch what we're starting with the real that we're starting with. Okay. So we're watching it. We need, we know, Oh, okay. Do we have any questions for clients? Do we, you know, all of those things starting with the footsteps, we will almost always start with the footsteps because those are the most important parts. So my partner or I, or if I'm just by myself, like we'll kind of choose from the main characters and go through kind of everyone from that. Um, I like to try and start with either the biggest or the smallest character. So that way I know wh- where to move from, you know, right. so like my yeah. Biggest, yeah. biggest, like if I use my biggest footsteps on this one character and then all of a sudden there's someone that's even bigger, I'm screwed you know, because now I'm tasked with trying to make this even bigger when like those ones would be Get better for that and then i just dial it back for like that character
2: um yeah. so
0: i i have a lot of like ways of trying and of of compartmentalizing and kind of trying to maximize efficiency you know that kind of thing okay like we're going to do everything cement for this character then we're going to move into the dirt then we're going to you know oh there's only dirt for this one character okay let's wait on that because i don't want to kick up a bunch of dirt right now i want to finish everything else where there's this really yeah. challenging surface that i'm not sure what i'm going to use let's wait on that a little bit and i'll get everything else done so that way i can experiment a little bit more
1: gotcha so, that, so that's them like walking on like walking on surfaces? different surfaces okay. you know i mean yeah
0: in eternals they have some this ship that has this very textured concrete kind of surface so we had to like figure that out how do we want that to sound sometimes right. it's like very straightforward oh here yeah, they're in a house here's the wood floor here's the carpet mm-hmm. Here's you know that kind of thing so and it's really just looking and seeing what what we believe is it period piece is it modern is it futuristic is it Right. You know, those kinds of things. I have my go-to kind of shoes. You know, I have a number of pairs, but I typically wear the same like, you know, Boba Fett was the same as Mandalorian's shoes, like they're okay. very similar. <laughs> so, which also were the same as kylo Ren's shoes, which are also the same as um Shang-Chi's shoe like or no, actually no, that's not true. Um but anyways, you get the idea cool. of like big <laughs> characters like I typically yeah. will wear the same types of shoes, the same ones. Um so it can be anything from that to like, then if I'm not doing feed, I'm doing props and I see, oh wow, there's a big dinner eating scene. I got to bring in some food. I need to make sure I have something or, okay, there's not not so much eating. It's just about this very like specific wine bottle open. And so I'm, I'm really trying to like get as much information as possible. So, and I also, the way I particularly like to operate, some people really like going scene by scene
1: or chronologically,
0: mm. which is cool. And that you get to know the story. And I do like working that way, but also because of how I'm booked and that I only have so much time on a project, I will also try and burn rubber on all the known easy, like kind of, or just, okay, this is a purse is a purse, you know, that kind of thing. And then like something that's like, okay, so this creature and it's kind of, you know, organic and ropey and this, and I'm like trying to figure all this stuff out. I'm gonna save that just so that way I know. Okay,
2: I have this. So time you can dedicate the time like, for it. Yeah.
0: Exactly, and not everybody thinks that way, but it it works for my own efficiency, anxiety, OCD, like you yeah, name
1: it. yeah. How does how does it work with um, like like you're saying you're going through like each character? If you're like collaborating with other Foley artists, like do you each like take a character so that like that character is like a uniform sound throughout, or like like how does that work?
0: I've done it both ways where I will work with someone and that they will take a character and I will take a character. That's fine for consistency sake, you know, Uh that, especially for performance, because I can get the big sounds, I can get the really big, deep, heavy footsteps. So I typically will take those big giant characters and my partner will take kind of the smaller ones or, you know, whatever. Um, Then I've also worked with people that it didn't really matter. So we finish a reel and we're like, okay. And there were this one scene and they're like, do you want to do those feet? And they're like, okay, sure. Why not? Those are one of the rules is that like, oh, well you need to wear this shoe for this character for consistency. And I'm like, yeah, but if it sounds like garbage on that surface, I'm going to change it. it like, right. I don't, I don't yeah. want to be married to that just because, yeah. and it drives it me back absolutely crazy. Yeah there's a lot of that in, in the world of Foley that, and, and, and in sound designers who expect that and who like it, really? because they don't, they don't do Foley. So they don't know, but they're like, mm-hmm. Oh, well, this is very specific. This character. I'm like, do you think I have Victorian boots? Exactly. No, they sound like garbage on that surface. I'm not going to wear them. Like I'm going yeah. to wear something that sounds good. And I have a very oh. particular reasoning of like what sounds good to me, you know, in, in very yeah. technical terms and everything. Um, so I, I do think about that quite a bit. And I do think about the overall picture instead of just this, it needs to be like this. Oh, the only thing that sounds like this is the actual object drives me crazy.
2: Yeah. I
0: am like, we're all playing make believe. We're playing pretend. Not everything that we do has to be the exact thing. Sometimes, yeah, you know, in order to get the exact or the, that particular sound you might have in your head or that, you know, makes that sound. It yeah. is going to be a challenge to, like, fake it, to, like, do something else. But I'm doing that stuff all the time. I, I don't need the exact thing to make that. I'm like, I don't use real guns. I don't, you, you know, Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I you pretend.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I listened on another podcast you were on, like, the Sound Girls podcast. Everyone should check that out. It was a really great episode. But that, like, you, to, to like make a lightsaber sound you had like a garlic press and and like some other things yeah yeah you could see it
0: actually they did a um a documentary on it's called the force of sound i think it was abc news like so yeah i had this i have this thing that i was using that all over twitter all of a sudden everyone wanted to tell me what it was because i didn't know what it was but i don't actually (laughs) i don't actually care either i'm like i don't know it's just makes the sound (laughs) (laughs) for me i look at what things are made of you know, like okay. what, mm-hmm. what properties they might have. I'm like, okay, so if we're in a pirate movie, those, the metal is going to be a little more like, you know, forged iron and kind of, you know, these kinds of things. Whereas if I'm in like this futuristic lab, I, things are going to be a little more stainless steel and a little bit more, maybe like plexiglass and, 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 you know, glass and, and things like that. you really tend to like, how, how can I help convey what I'm seeing, what I, what the visual is showing me. So, you know, for lightsabers, it was historically these it, drills and these drills were like plastic and metal and it drove okay. me crazy. And I get it. that yeah. There are these certain <laughs> drills that look like a lightsaber. So they're like, well, it kind of looks like one and it's futuristic. So let's do this. And it's like. That's a weapon and it's plastic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so for me, it was really about like, I, I, when I look at a lightsaber, I see there's a lot of complexities to it. I know that they're not just one solid piece. Now I don't know anything about star wars but i know certain things about like working on them like okay so this person he's these like crystal thingies and like there's uh, a <laughs> yeah. metal pieces and so it's like all put together and stuff so i'm like okay so let's make up the story or let's like kind of our brains are telling us that it would be cool if i heard lots of kind of not rattling but like just the essence of like multiple metal pieces together and because they're shiny metal and you know that's going to be heavy because it's not just going to be some lightweight thing i wanted something of substance and just using one item isn't necessarily going to do that but i also will separate things out so like the grab is different from like the pickup because sometimes it can get unruly having three different things that i'm trying to like wrangle and have it be lifting up So that's when I do like a movement track of just like, here's the actual, here's the grab and here's the movement. And then I'll do a separate one of just like the scrape up of whatever ship floor or whatever. So I have, I have ways of making it work where it is pleasant to listen to. It's easy to edit and the mixer can use or lose some of it if it's just not working for them. And yeah. I, I, my mixers are always telling me like, oh, it's so great that you've separated this little jingle from the gun rattle or whatever, because it's it's only useful like in some parts. So I, I, really I try cool. to think about like everybody in the process, you know, not just yeah. me. There's a lot of ego in Foley. And so it's like trying to set it aside a little bit to like, go, oh, OK, what do you need? What do you, you know? What do you want? What do you how is this going? How can I make this work for
2: you? So yeah. It's interesting how you think about the process. That like like not only for other yeah. people, but also like like you were saying before, like sometimes there's things that you can't see, but you're like still thinking about like how the mechanisms yeah. like, are working. That's exactly what like I that. was thinking. That that like, like
1: the subtle storytelling you're doing just in that with that. With that, like within that yeah. it's like so subtle, but like makes the world a difference. Even What's if people interest. can't like, put their finger on it.
0: Yeah, it's it's all yeah. in the name of interest. Do you wanna hear something that's boring? You know, like no. <laughs> that's why like, you know, when we talk about you know, sometimes we do like things, maybe that's a a body fall or even just like hands down on a table. And let's say some guy's standing up and he puts his hands down on the table at the exact same time. You do that at the exact same time. It sounds like one Mm -hmm. and that's fine. Like in reality, but for some reason to reconcile some of these like things while we're watching something, even just splitting those hands I've. Fraction of a second from one another. A, they can edit them. So like they can potentially do maybe like have one of them be a little like, you know, louder or whatever. And also it just our brains make it make sense. Like we see two hands, we want to hear two hands, even if they're happening at the exact same time. It's really wild. I I could show it like just kind of putting your hands down at the same time and you watch it happening versus doing it like two hands, you'll automatically say that the one with two hands sounds better automatically just because of how our brains make sense (laughs) of of what we're seeing and how we hear it and everything and so i try to make you know body falls like oh that guy just kind of went splat but i try to get like if not just a one two like kind of have one two three like kind of all the pieces there even if it doesn't completely 100 percent match because it's animation and it's like splat you know yeah. you don't you don't want to hear that it's not interesting it, it it's they and your mixer would just be like and i can't use that mute so like i'm yeah. just trying to give everybody like some helpful something and also like sometimes less is more and sometimes more i'm like well at least you can kind of cut that one piece out and the rest of it will all work and you know you have fodder for something else
2: yeah that actually reminds me of a uh, animation technique too specifically with the hands um I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, Jake might be, but it's like the Pixar blink. It's kinda of, it's um, the same process where you like offset things. Because if you were in reality, if you're just a blink like that, it just looks boring. But if you have like a slight offset, like this happens to characters <laughs> all the time. I did it like super exaggerated right there, but you get the idea. Yeah. It's like a it's like a nice soft like offset to the blink to like yeah. have a character feel more like alive and more real. Yeah. Um, yeah yeah. It's nice that you're also able to do that with sound and make the sounds feel more like, authentic and real, even though it's not matching 100%. Yeah, I mean,
0: like, you know, one of the funniest parts was, like, uh, in Luca, one of the characters puts his hands on his hips, like, incessantly, like, as part of his, like, kind of cool swagger or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's the exact same. Because, again, they just animated the exact same one every single time. But if you perform it exactly the same, if it sounds exactly, it's boring and it starts to call attention to it. But if you really kind of get a lot of variety and like that's always what I hear from my clients is they really want variety. They want, um, you know, kind of uniqueness in each of the sounds That's part of why they're hiring somebody, not just to cut it from a library. Because, yeah, you want everything to sound the same. You can find the same hand, Pat, and put it in a thousand times. But so trying to make all of those a little different, a little more natural, a little more unique, a little more, you know, driven for the story, all of those things will matter.
1: Very fascinating. I know we talked a little bit about, I mean, a lot about like the, your work. I was wondering if we could like deep dive into either like just the work specifically you've done for like the Mandalorian or like Boba Fett. Like what, what are like some, I don't know, like sound combinations that like you're really proud of that you did for any show, anything really? well the second
0: second season of mandalorian introduced the dark troopers and the dark troopers the dark troopers were a lot um really i had at least eight samples that i gave for body movement and no sorry the eight footstep samples and then another kind of body movement another six different samples for body movements and I mean, I, I, and it was because, you know, I mean, I was, it was pandemic style. So we're, I'm like, I don't, I couldn't do any playbacks in room or anything. Plus the sound designer was taking all of them, processing them, seeing what was working, what wasn't working. And then he'd send it back and he'd be like, I need it more like this. And I'd be like, okay, great. So then I can move on from that. But they were, luckily they were only in two episodes and one only briefly, but one of them was, oh no, both of them, they needed uh, which I don't even think they ended up using they had so in the end, I think it was two or three different footstep sounds and one body movement, and they really wanted them to be a play on um, almost like Iron Man, almost like uh, like just giant stormtroopers. So like kind of plasticky, but not really like heavy and kind of metal and kind of so it was a it was a thing. And in the end, I mean, it was like the last episode, and the last day, all of this stuff. And I, I think I did all those sounds because it was, again, i like doing everything everywhere, some yeah. covering everywhere. And I blew out my eardrum because oh my it was so loud. It was just banging metal for eight hours almost.
2: Wow. and it was
0: i mean i less i learned my lesson that day i was like okay wow well, i guess i need earplugs to do this stuff but i was really proud of it because they were massive i i mean really truly the stuff like could have been instead of any of their fa- and then when i watched the episode i was like that is a lot of foley playing like for these yeah. robot things normally they don't they kind of turn them down and they have lots of servos and stuff but i w- was shocked that it ended yeah. up playing so much i I mean there could be more i was really proud i mean eternals was not a great film but the deviants were really fun to do yeah Um, as like creatures i got to do some like weird movements for them that ended up being really wild like stuff i'd never thought of you know it was just like you know super experimental really experimental um i just had another one that i did Um, for another creature that the footsteps were great my movement I came up with something really cool but it didn't work for them like the client was like no I need something different but still was like the wildest sound I'd ever come like just conceptually was really wild the stuff that I kind of came up with I mean a lot of movies have like one or even just one or two moments that I'm just like wow that was that was really fun really cool yeah you know I just did some really great, great vomit for a film that was like, really, <laughs> that's fine. How do,
1: how do you do that? If you don't mind me asking.
0: <laughs> uh, it's really just, a, you know, you have to, it, it depends what the receptacle is, if it's on the ground, if it's in a toilet, if it's in, you know, whatever. Wow. Um, Who knew but so also, much thought
1: went into that?
0: <laughs> there is a lot of thought that goes into that um, because then you have to deal with the consistency uh wow. is it too liquid is it too chunky is it because if it's too chunky you can get this splat that doesn't hit the microphone a, a nice pleasing way it kind of just gets ticky and too transient there's a lot of different things so I, I actually have been i've been called the vomit queen because i <laughs> dialed in the sound that works
1: really well for that i gonna have to put a mm. warning before that little segment. <laughs> <laughs> What um you said with the Eternals, like the deviants are really experimental. What were you doing that was like experimental? Like, what specifically were you doing to get those sounds there?
0: So, they asked for so typically, when I'm asked for a creature, it's like both footsteps, hands, and body movement. Um, okay. And the body movements can be really challenging because what are they made for? You know, and they have all these wild expectations of like, oh, it's like a scarab beetle exoskeleton, something, something. I was like, Okay, but it's also like 50 feet tall. And it's also, you know, so, you know, we're trying to like come up with descriptive words that I can use then in making my sound. So the deviants start like metamorphosizing in one point where it's like kind of this ropey, slippery, tentacly kind of stuff, but they're like turning into kind of bigger creatures. And they really wanted something for those transformations. So, and, but they're organic. That was the other thing. So we're not talking about metal or wood or, you know, things like that. So we typically have certain things to try and go for organic. A lot of times for that type of thing, especially for like kind of when they're cracking and stuff like that, we can use some produce, some bok choy and and things like that to kind of get really visceral. Oh, wow. Um, But I also wanted to experiment slightly less moist um, slightly more, um, again, organic, but so I was hearkening back a little bit to like the mummy and cause they asked for like dry and stretchy and painful. That's how they wanted her to sound when she was coming back to life. So I went back into thinking about that and like dry and stretchy. So I took a lot of, um, peanuts in the shell and I put them on a towel and I kind of just started this is the other thing I do is I, I can't even describe how I think about touching things, but I touch things a lot in like many different ways. And so I'm, it's all about the manipulation. Okay. So it's like, I mean, I was that person that's was like always like touching things like, on what's that on the street. I give it a kick. <laughs> so I'm rolling them with my hands and they kind of have this like, almost like a rain stick, I guess, type of thing where they're kind of rolling in. But then I also start crunching them at the same time. And as I'm doing this, it kind of just creates this really wild, swirling, crunching, stretching, you know, kind of something. And it worked really cool as an element. I'm i am not a sound designer and I'm not an editor and I don't i don't try to like really manipulate things. I just kind of, I'm like a source material for that type of yeah, thing. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know yeah. if that part's going to work for you, maybe not. And it doesn't really make sense for me to start and stop and like really detail it out. That's kind of what the editors are there for. Right. Um, so that was one thing. And then another thing was really just some gentle caressing of, um, a rice cake
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> because it seems it, so much less intimidating now when you're describing it my, like exactly so like
0: you know i'm just like really trying to get like so my skin against like the little nooks and crannies of like the rice cake and it was really and then again my mixer is doing something he's taking stuff and putting it through a sub harmonizer yeah, yeah. or putting it like, again, giving it some eq giving it all kinds of love so it's like all of a sudden i have this thing it doesn't even it's so far removed right. from what i'm actually doing. But it has some cool elements and it, right. it makes something that's, like, super unique and that, like, people are could never guess what it was.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would have never guessed that the sound of the Deviants and Eternals was caressing a rice cake. It's part of it. It's <laughs> part cool. of it. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's really awesome. Um, thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. I, I saw in an interview, actually, that you were kind of open about, like, sharing your, like, your tricks and techniques for like Foley. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like, wh- like, I think it goes back to what you were talking earlier, like kind of old Foley, old Hollywood. People are like kind of keeping their secrets to themselves. But like, you seem very open with sharing yours. Yeah,
0: I, I've, I've never appreciated when somebody was keeping something a secret for me, like that I would have to like figure it out on my own, especially because once I did learn what they did and I'm like, that's it.
1: Yeah. Really? Okay. That was the big secret,
0: (laughs) you know? And then also I, I just, why it doesn't, it doesn't do me any good to keep things myself as I've learned, like getting hired is more than just having some secret, you know, technique, you know, I have a good attitude. I am really like great at dialing in what my clients want. I am fun. I am, you know, like I really try to bring all of this to the table and something I heard a while back that I uh, kind of always stuck to me. was like, you know, don't, don't sweat the copycats because they will always be three steps behind you. And it's so true. That's a
1: good nugget right there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like they, it's true. Cause like I can give somebody like, this is what I did for this. And by then I've already come up with something new that I can do you know, like nothing is ever the same. I don't do my lightsabers every single time. It's not always those three things. It's not always yeah. this, that my guns have changed my, you know, all, all kinds of things are never the same, even though I do have go-to stuff. Sometimes I do something different just because. So yeah. I don't, I don't enjoy this like secretive kind of world. Like it's really ridiculous. Part of what people are hiring or hiring me for is not just That particular sound. It's the fact that I come up with those sounds. It's the fact that I'm consistently pushing myself to like, keep like studying more and keep learning more and not just going like, well, you liked this sound for this. So I'm just going to do this forever. And it's like, but now that's boring. And now you won't hire me because you're like, that's not interesting. And that's not, um, you know, like I've heard that already. So Mm -hmm. And and I'm, I am I guess I'm just m- confident in the fact that I can come up with something new or know when is important to really kind of be new and exciting about something or just go to my go-to thing because it doesn't matter. It's like, oh, okay, this only appears one time in the movie. Uh, I'm not going to sweat it too much. You know, that kind of
1: thing. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask if you had, like, advice for people that are, like, looking to get into like learning about Foley and being a Foley artist. Like I I know you said like you didn't go to school for Foley. I was trying to think, when I was thinking back about that, I was like, Foley University, that'd be like a cool thing. But then I realized the abbreviation would be FU. So maybe it's not the best idea. It (laughs) would be appropriate, it would be appropriate. (laughs) Um... Do you have advice for anyone getting started?
0: It's all about practice. It's about watching and learning. The, you know, it's really kind of the sucky thing is I've had a few people try to learn from me and I, I, I can't tell if I'm just a really terrible teacher or they just did not, you know, have enough time because they were really mm-hmm. only with me for like a couple of weeks. And it's really hard. I'm like, I don't know. I just do it like this, you know, and I show, but it's really just about like, you have to like be able to kind of understand what we're doing and why we're doing it. So like, okay, so we're only, I'm like, don't try and do this. Don't try and walk from the carpet to the wood. You know, the carpet is so much quieter than the wood. So like, let's take it apart. Just do the carpet part. We'll come back for the wood, you know, those types of things, but like sit around on YouTube and like copy, like walk and sync to the stuff that you're watching. Um, listen to stuff, like see if you can pick out what Fully is in what you're watching and think about how you would make that sound or if that was successful or not. I mean, I have a really funny example of like, I was watching the queen's gambit and like in the second episode where she goes to this woman's house, when she gets adopted and the mom takes her upstairs and she's on carpeted, you know, this whole house is full of carpet. And I kid you not there's some three footsteps on cement or something like in the middle for no reason. And I, I rewound it like 20 times. I'm like, did any, no one, (laughs) no one, you see that. So again, like when you pay attention to it, you, you start to like notice those things and you start to go like, Oh, that's really distracting. Or that's really like, I wouldn't do that, but it's really more about. There, I mean, you can read the book, The Foley Grail, you know, Vanessa is a f- longtime Foley artist. And That's she, cool. You know, she, she yeah. wrote this book years ago. I read it in college and now I'm in the third edition that just got released. It's like, wild, so you know? awesome. Sweet. yeah, <laughs> it's really <laughs> like, it's, it's kind of funny, like full circle, you know, where like I read yeah. it, it's, it's great. And there's lots of good little tidbits from lots of different artists from around the world who do things differently. You know, I mean, some people do cloth first. Because, you know, okay. like to watch the entire thing. So there's just a lot of different ways that people do things. There's always going to be budget challenges and, and things like that. I would say that like almost 100% you will not be getting paid to do it when you first start. It, it's really an expensive, expensive part. Part of why I'm getting paid you know and and why i'm getting hired at skywalkers because i have gotten to the point where i can work as fast and as you know good as they need it to yeah. be because it's so expensive so even you know the, used to have 20 25 days on a movie now we're lucky if we get 15 to 20 on something so it's like knowing and then again my efficiency and knowing how to do these stuff and how to really get the work done instead of just like learning like if you're kind of just learning these big shows do not have that time unfortunately at least not for foley it's like for other things you know there's plenty of apprenticeships and stuff that you can kind of go and seek out but foley is just watch as much as you can try, listen, you know, like record yourself listening to it. What is, what do I like about it? What don't I like about it? How can I change it? Just not be afraid to experiment, you know, and also like, don't think that there's only one way to do it. Like, Oh, I need a big sound, you know, like I need a big studio And this. I did three star Wars movies in an ADR studio. I did, you know, a bunch of indie movies out of somebody's house, I'll still record wow. in somebody's house. I did another animation movie in, in another teeny tiny, like minuscule studio, like tiny booth. I will do it wherever. I don't care.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's really good advice. Yeah. You just made me think like, I know a lot of like people that I talk to because I'm more in like the visual effects side of things. That's where I'm kind of trying to get into. But and like when I talk to people, they always say like they, especially like cinematographers, like they're like, I, when I walk into a room, I think like how I would shoot it and like frame it. When you like, go somewhere do you like listen differently like you like hear like someone dig their hand in like a thing of candy and you're like oh that would like ever happen to you yeah Uh,
0: like randomly though i i try not to do it like as like be distracted and then i just be this distracted like what but like certain things will catch my ear i'll be like whoa what is that and some things like i got a bunch of free legos for my kids and i you know but they were kind of dusty and old so i put them in my sink and i was washing them i was washing them and my sink is um uh, stainless steel and so it was like it's massive amounts of Legos were floating around in water and I'm like shoving them and dunking them down and it was like creating this insane marching sound so I was just wow. like <laughs> <clears> throat>
1: throat> throat> and I was like
0: Wow, okay. I'm gonna remember this one. Like, that's pretty cool. Have
1: you used that yet for anything? I haven't used it, but <laughs> oh, I've okay. thought about
0: it several times, being like, How could I could do something kind of cool for that.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I mean, like, there's an ear out, <laughs> always
0: there's always something to like hear and experiment with. I mean, I try not to be that person that only listens to stuff like in the movies, like, oh god, did you hear that? That was terrible. Or like right, again right. in that ga- Queen's Gambit. I wasn't listening for that specifically. I was just kind of really surprised
2: guard by it yeah yeah, yeah. like
0: i i was like whoa nobody what like and considering <laughs> like we lost our emmy to queen's gambit i'm like oh okay uh, this is so good yeah. all right <laughs> <laughs> so
1: Gosh, that's funny that that is one thing i might add well first off congratulations on like the emmy you guys thank you got. like that is incredible has that like changed anything like w- in terms of like working like you're getting more work or people like treating you differently at all or anything
0: people treat me differently. Sure. Um, yeah. but I'm not getting any more work. I'm not getting any more, you know,
1: like there's more money or anything. <laughs> yeah. <surely>. I
0: mean, <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting like money just regardless. You know what I mean? It's like the award yeah. means nothing. It's my work. That's really kind of that's warranting really that kind of A good way
1: to look at it. I think, yeah. um,
2: yeah.
0: you know, the awards are kind of like, a a popularity contest anyways like it doesn't matter how good of work we've ever done on star wars it will always kind of be like oh it's nominated but it never wins so oh
1: really and, you I didn't know, know there's that. wow
0: yeah it's yeah so there, it's the same it's like musicals always seen like win stuff because they're like sound stuff and it's like but it's music so oh, it's kind of yeah. lame but it anyways <laughs> so I, I try not to get too hung up on award stuff i mean i i I'm just trying to, you know, find some passion projects here and there, do a little more supervising. So I have a little bit more of a say of like the sounds and how we're doing them and and the kind of time and, and stuff like that that we're kind of allowed to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I really just love the craft. I just had someone just recently ask me to help them record some stuff for their sound design, like for a movie that I'm not even working on. Um, yeah. so because they can't hire me, I'm busy or something, they were like, well, but I could use your expertise, your props, your understanding of this kind of stuff. And it's like I'm finally getting more and more of that type of stuff, which feels really great yeah. because, you yeah. know, like I've always loved to do sound design type of stuff. I'm just not technically oriented and you know, stuff like that. And I like to work with my hands and I like to collaborate. I'm always telling my clients, come downstairs and play with me. Come come to the studio. Yeah. I lighting." (laughs) Together, I did all kinds of stuff for Shang Chi, like sword stuff, spinning dangerous metals, and you know, all kinds of just the way that my brain thinks that I'm like doing all of these different things, and then they can kind of cut and manipulate them however they they want. So that's what I like. I like collaborating, like working with people.
1: That's awesome. I think that's that's a great attitude to go at it with, because I think you will uh, people. I've seen people like that don't have the attitude; they like burn out and don't have fun with the craft. Like, I think you're still, yeah. you have a very obvious, like
0: you have a lot of passion for enjoyment. It. Yeah. Enjoyment.
1: Yeah. You get out of this. Sure. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's important because if you don't, if you think you know everything and if you think you just have it all dialed in and you are like just resting on all of your clients and, and that kind of thing, like eventually your work is just going to be just like, Oh, it's whatever you're, you know, you're now resting on your history. I don't want to be resting mm-hmm. on my history. I want to be relevant right now. And I, I yeah. know that my, time doing foley might be limited because it's so physical and you know so and yeah. it's like and i know because i can see other people that are in their 60s you know still doing fully and it's really challenging for their bodies and so it's it's something that i think about like now is the time to push myself now is the time to like kind of keep it going until i'm all
1: old and tired and i can't do it anymore yeah i think that's a great honestly piece of advice to like kind of end on like just. Just in life in general, outside of fully, just like enjoy the time you have while you have it, while you're young. You don't know how much time we're going to have here. Yeah. And like push yourself
0: now. So that way you don't have to later.
1: And you don't regret not doing it. Yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, like, yeah. And I did this all like with two small kids and it was really challenging, like to, you know, try and balance work and home and this and this. And, you know, again, I sacrificed a lot. Um, my friends, my family, all sacrificed, they all like supported me to do that. It's really important to kind of find also the people that are supportive and not just the people who are, um, maybe the big names or the big shots of who you, who you think you want to kind of like, if you find somebody that's really genuine and really good and really good to you, like, hold on to that and contact, you know, those are the people that will make your career worthwhile, even if it's not the like big shot, whatever, Because it can really grind you down, the drama and the politics and stuff like that. And just the hustle, it gets really tiring and you can suffer from burnout. Even the top names, you know, Chris Boyes and Gary Rydstrom, all these people, they've suffered from burnout, you know, because we're all very dedicated to
1: what we do. Wow. Well, thank you. Seriously. Is there anything you'd like to promote um, while you're here? I know we talked about it before. Fully O. Oh wow! Oh my gosh!
2: (laughs) Well, I am sorry.
1: (laughs) I made that joke to Jake the other day. I had to to make it again. I forgot, and I was as annoyed this time as I was last time.
0: (laughs) I don't have anything particular, although you know, any of the podcasts are are pretty interesting. I'm um, I was really fortunate to do a webinar for Sound Girls with two other two other foley artists and one foley mixer. And um, that one was really special because we each have our own kind of ideas and what we, our strengths and weaknesses and stuff like that. I was doing a lot of really fun Foley videos on Instagram, but my Instagram is private, so I'm trying Mm. to move them all towards Twitter. So if people want to follow me on Twitter, it's Roni Progn, R-O-N-E-Y, P-R-A-W-N. I'll link it all below. Yeah, I mean, I, I just started kind of getting them, but people really love them, and and I have a, a joy in trying to kind of make a really bad foley joke out of a lot of these things. So I, you know, have a photo of all of my hundreds of pairs of gloves, and you can say, you know, need a hand, and so those are the <laughs> kinds of like bad foley jokes I I kind of enjoy. Some people take themselves really seriously, and I kind of have a little bit of both in me, so. I like to. I like to show people that my job really is as fun as people think it is. So, because it definitely isn't always.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, I think we're gonna call it there. Thank you again, Ronnie, for coming on. We really appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Bam! Out of the episode. Out of the interview. Ronnie, thank you again so much for really great interview. You. Awesome. Tons of great insights. Awesome. Uh, Daniel and I were talking. I feel like I've girl bossed too close to the sun. Like, I feel like you're so much above our <laughs> station, but <laughs> we appreciate it. Um, yeah, so again, we're at the ne- end of the show where we're going to shout out our patron supporters that subscribe to the tier that gives the shout out. Keep Q- the Epic Stars music. Boosh, we got patron Lori, Frank, Rick, Lisa, Evan, Tony. Thank you so much for pledging the tier. Keep so the shout out. If you want to support us over on Patreon, the link is down in the description. You get episodes early, um, the audio episode, uh, special benefits, cool perks like your role in the Discord. All that jazz and more. We really appreciate it. Again, like we said earlier in the episode, feel free to leave a review or a comment. Review on Apple Podcasts, comment on YouTube if you would like and are so inclined. Let us know what you think about this transition. All right. Uh, Ready right for the introduction?
2: Yep. Tell me when. When. We just talked about whatever we want to talk about and now we're done. Blah.
1: Thank you seriously so much for listening and for all the support recently. Genuinely, really appreciate it. Uh, feel free to you like guys to subscribe are awesome. and follow along if you want to see more of these film industry chats and insights into the industry yeah thanks goodbye bye